Well, this morning, I want to, to share uh, a word that I've entitled Embrace and Manage 2024. Embrace and Manage 2024. So just join me as I pray, and then I'll get into this word. So, Father, we thank you for the privilege and for the opportunity that we have to receive your word. Father, we want to give this year and our lives to you. Father, you know what you have in store this year. You know what's around the corner. You know what's taking place tomorrow. You know what's happening in the days and in the weeks ahead. And Father, we want to make a conscious decision to give every day to you and say, Lord, have your way. We're asking that you will guide our steps, that you will be the author and the finisher of our faith, as your word says. So, Father, we give ourselves to you. We say, Lord, have your way and help us as the word teaches, to embrace and to manage 2024, not by our own power and not by our own might, but by the leading and the direction of your Holy Spirit. So we thank you and we say, Lord, be exalted and have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. So again, we thank God for taking us into this year, 2024. We really appreciate all that he has done. Um, and as I said, this word is entitled Embrace and Manage 2024. And in fact, this word was a word that I had listened to about a week or two weeks or so ago. Um, and it's from, uh, many of you know this man, Mars Monroe, very famous uh, uh, Christian teacher, teaches on leadership and on management, etc. Um, but he gave this particular word in 2013. And it was a watch night service uh, that he gave this word. Um, and there are many things that he shared that I, you know, when I listened to it, I thought that this, this relates to us now, as in the year that we're entering, 2024. Um, so the content is really based on the things that, that, uh, that he shared. Uh, so that is the background. Um, so we are here. We have made it into 2024. Turn to the person next to you and say, you've made it. You have made it. 2024, we thank God. And every year, as we know, a new year brings new opportunities. It brings uh, different things that we can look to to really embrace what God has in store. It's an opportunity for many things to reprioritize. It's an opportunity to rediscover your purpose uh, as well as to discover what your purpose is. You know, it's an opportunity to renew your vision or to uh, create a new one, you know, or to renew what your vision is. Opportunity to set new goals, which I'm sure many of you have done already, that you've put goals before the Lord and said, Lord, this year, these are the things that I'm believing uh, you to help me accomplish. And it's an opportunity also to move away from your past. There may be things in 2023 that you, you thank God that they're there and they've stayed there. And now you're looking ahead to 2024. And it's an opportunity to plan for your future. So everything that I've said there, the key word was opportunity because God presents us with opportunities. But the key is how you respond to whatever opportunity that God brings your way. But there is a principle of planning and preparation which I believe God wants to help us to strategize in our lives this year and beyond. So I want to do something very uh, quick uh, but um, 
you understand um, in a minute what, what, I'm, what I'm going to do. If you are aged 25 and under, I want you to just stand up very quickly. If you're aged 25 and under, just please stand up. If you're not aged under 25 and you're standing up, I'll expose you. So you better make sure that you're, that you're the right age. Uh -huh. Thank God. 25 and under, we give you... The, keep standing, remain standing. Okay. Know this, okay? That this year is an, a, very poor, it's a very important year for all of you. For many different reasons. And I believe as I was praying into this word that the Lord is saying to you at your age to not be distracted. Don't allow yourself to be distracted this year. Focus on God. Focus on Jesus. The scripture that in Hebrews 12, 2, that says to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. There are things that God has specifically in store for you, all of you, this year, but it's unique to your life. And God is saying to you, don't get distracted. Focus on him. In all that you're doing, in all your business, your studying, your education, your, your mingling with your friends, all of these things, ensure that your focus is on him. Amen? Amen. You may take your seats. Okay. If you are between the ages of 25 and 40, I want you to stand. 25 and 40. Again, if you're not that age, I will expose you, so please make sure that you're standing at the right age. 25 and 40. Uh -huh. Hey, Josiah, why are you standing up for? I'm joking. He did, actually, but anyway. Okay, 25 and 40. Good. Okay. Now, I believe the Lord is saying to you guys this year to brace yourself for some significant change this year. Brace yourself for significant change. And the change is positive, but you need to brace yourself. Prepare for it. So whatever God had in store, brace yourself for significant change that God is going to bring in your life that will be a blessing to you. Amen. Receive that. Take your seats. And finally, those who are 40 and over, please stand up. Forty and over. Okay. Now this is the word that for the Lord is saying to you for this year. And, this, and the word is this. You are to learn that the things that you thought that were settled in your life. Hmm? The things that you thought that were settled, they're going to be shaken. But they're going to be shaken in a positive way, not a negative way. So therefore anticipate the Lord's changes in your life this year. So I'll say that again. The things that you thought that were settled, they're going to be shaken this year. So anticipate, okay? Anticipate the changes that God is going to make in your life. But have faith in him throughout. Amen. You may take your seats. So each one of us, regardless of your age, okay, there are two things, two powers, if I can call them that, that exist in our lives that we all have to deal with daily. And it covers the words I just gave for your ages. 
two powers that we have to deal with daily. You can't control them. You cannot stop them. The first one is time. And the second one is change. I repeat, you cannot control time and you cannot control change. Secondly, probably the most important components in life to manage are the same two things, time and change. Now, whether you like it or not, 2024 is here. Now, you may have had the best life year last year. 2023 may have been the best year. It may have been the worst year. But whether you like it or not, that year now is gone. It's ended. And we have now entered into 2024. You couldn't stop 23 ending. And that's what I said before. You can't stop it. You can't control it when it comes to time and change. And a person's life, your life, my life, and those around us, our lives consist of how we manage time and how we manage change. And you become who you are as a result of how you manage time and change. Simply this, you are product. We are all products of those two components, time and change. So what you become is how you manage those two things. What you're believing for in future, how you manage those two things will determine what is going to happen in your life. It will determine how you, you, know, how you attain to certain things and how you achieve certain things. The management of time and the management of change. So as I said before, we are products of those two components. So let's look at time. Put change to one side. Let's look at time. Time is an amazing power. It is. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, etc., is a gift. Today is a gift. The fact that you've woken up, you slept and you've woken up, is a gift that God has given to us. And that gift of time is given to us to fulfill assignments. Sometimes it may be one particular assignment, but God has given us a gift to fulfill assignments. That's one of the reasons as to why he's given us time. So that means that part of your purpose or part of the reason why you even exist in the first place is for you to complete specific tasks within a certain period of time. You know, you don't have forever to complete whatever it is that God had in store for you. But you have a, a time frame to complete whatever it is God had in store. You know, so when like last week, last Sunday, it was the new year, you were saying, oh, happy new year to your neighbor, happy new year to this one and that one, etc." Pause and think, how did I use my time in 2023? What did I do with my time in 2023? Now, did you or did I? Did I maximize my time? Did I, you know, ensure that everything that I did, that God is at the center of what I did? You know, if so, wonderful. Celebrate it. Build on it and take that forward, even with more faith going forward. But on the other hand, did I waste time? 
did I waste it with people that probably were not, were not helping me in my life? Was I involved in maybe certain habits that took away the time that I should have been spending doing other things? Or did I spend my money, waste time on money, spending things that I didn't need to, to spend on? Or did I do things with my body that, again, was detrimental to me? You know, all of these aspects in terms of our time, we are accountable to God. And the gift of time, as I said to you, is something that God has given to us. And every moment that we have, we are to present it and make, give account to God as to how we've used and managed our time. There's a scripture in Job chapter 14, verse 5. It says, man's days, man's days are determined. He said, you have decreed the number of, of his months and set limits that no man can exceed. Man's days are determined. You know, this is simply saying this. Is that God has set time limits for things. He set time limits for our lives. And there's a time that we have to do a particular thing. And the Bible says that in that scripture, that he has set a limit. And no man can exceed that limit. So for every one of our lives here, there's a time for us to do things. There's a time for us to breathe our last breath and be with the Lord. And God expects us that within that time, that there are things that we need to make sure that we have done within that time frame. Because once that time is up, it's up. So we have an assignment. Each one of us have different assignments that God has given to us that we are to achieve within the time frame that God has given to us on earth. I think Jesus is probably the best example of that. You know, we know that he died at the age of 33. You know, and in relative term, that is a young age for somebody to die. But the reality is that he died on time. And he died within time. Because the time that, that God the Father wanted him to be on earth and to accomplish the things that he needed to do, God said, it's 33 years. That's his time. And in fact, for 30 years, Jesus was preparing, doing stuff in, in, you know, in obscurity, preparing for the things that, that God the Father had in store for him. And when he turned 30, that was when he began to put into practice the things that God had put in his heart to achieve. So really and truly, in the space of three years, he actioned all the things that his father put in his heart. And in that time, he changed the whole world. The whole world was changed. Our lives were changed. Your lives were changed based on what he did in those three years. And generations ahead of us, all of lives have been changed as a result. And the Bible says that when Jesus died, he said three words. It is finished. So by that, Jesus completed his mission. He completed his, 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 uh, his vision, etc. within the time that God had given to him. Now that's an example that I encourage us to follow. That we say to the Lord, Lord, teach us to number our days in the same way that Jesus numbered his days. 
He made sure that everything that he needed to do, that he did it within that time frame. You know, Mars Monroe, when he was sharing his word, he mentioned um, a lot about maximizing time, really using time for its full benefit. So one of the things he said is that each month what he would do was that he would make sure to do as much as he could within a month to, to use the phrase to embarrass that month, to make that month look embarrassed because of the amount of things that he was able to do within that month. But he also mentioned this about when you pass. He said this, he said, when you pass, do you want to pass away or die wishing that you were still alive? Or do you want to, to pass away or die in the words of Jesus saying, it is finished? Now, I'm sure each and every one of us want to be as Jesus was and die emptying ourselves of all the things that God wants us to do rather than die and say, no, 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 I want to remain because there's many things that I want to accomplish. But no, Jesus died empty. He died complete because, as the Bible says, he had finished the things that he wanted to do. Even Apostle Paul, Bible says that he said when he died, I have finished my course. Listen, we're not on this earth to simply pay bills and to eat food. You know, we all enjoyed Christmas, eating all the different selections that were available. Even Freddie, Freddie showed me a picture of uh, Itora. You guys, you cook, you guys, you guys cooked a serious. He showed me a picture of the selection that was there. We all ate and enjoyed ourselves. But that isn't the be all and end all of life. To just eat, to have fun, to make friends, to watch this, that, the other. That's part of it, yes. But there are assignments that God has for us to achieve. There are people that God wants us to meet that only you can either speak or minister to that will help that person to, to know their saviour, Lord Jesus, in a way that only the Holy Spirit can reveal. But only you, for whatever reason, in God in all his wisdom, only you will be able to impart a particular thing in that person because God has assigned it and determined that you are the one to go and meet with or speak with or spend time or do something concerning that person or different people. That is part of our assignment that God has given to us. So how we manage our time is key. It's not about your age. It's not about how old you are. It's not about how young you are. It's about what you do with your time. It's so important. You know, the Bible speaks about this uh, individual in the Bible. He's the name of Methuselah. The Bible said that he lived 960-odd years or so. In fact, the Bible just simply says this. The name of the man, Methuselah, his age that he lived to 969 years and that he died. That's it. The Bible doesn't say anything else about this individual. And apparently he's the longest or oldest recorded person on record. But there's no mention about what the guy did. No mention about, you know, who he ministered to. Whether he performed, I don't know, the supernatural if he, he did some miracles, if he witnessed the people, if he shared the gospel to somebody. There's no record of anything that this person did. And it's probably because, unfortunately, he didn't do much with his time. 
He lived longer than anybody else recorded. But the Bible makes no mention of what this person did. Let that not be your portion. Let it be said of you that as you live your life, that you lived it doing the things that God wants you to do. That you minister to people around you. That those around you knew that through you, that there was something within you that drew them, that kind of gave them some kind of revelation about who they are. And that's the Holy Spirit. So may the time God has given you, let it be spent emptying, emptying yourself of all that God has put inside of you. Amen? So we've entered into a new chapter, 2024. And we can now begin to write that chapter and use our time to ensure that everything we write in this year that is written according to God's will. You know, Miles Moreau, he spoke about this. He had a burden at the time um, when he um, mentioned this word to write books. And apparently this burden came towards the latter end of the year, around October or so. Because he believed that God wanted him to write these particular books by the end of the year, he spent as much time as he could, sleepless nights, emptying himself of these books. And by the time the end of the year came, I think he wrote about another three or four books before the end of the year. But because he had this burden, he had to endure sleepless nights. At times, people would be up enjoying themselves or sleeping, let's say. But he would be up writing while people are sleeping. He's writing. He's emptying himself. He's doing etc. And I believe that for this year, there are things that God wants us to do. And similar to Mars Monroe, there will be times that when people are sleeping, you need to be awake and doing things that God has placed on your heart. So moving on from time, I mentioned change. You know, there's a, there was a, a group in the 90s that um, had this song called Don't Change. And the, the words of, parts of the lyrics of, 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 of this song, it goes like this, it says, don't change, please stay the same, always and forever. Don't change. He says, I love you just the way you are. Please stay the same. Now, see, this is how some people manage change. They don't want it to change. That's how they manage change. So when change takes place, because in their mind, they don't want change to happen. They manage it by saying, but why are you changing? Why are things changing? In the same way the song is saying, don't change. Please stay the same. Now see, if that was the approach, those of us who are married, if you're believing that your spouse should never change, that they should remain the same their entire life, then that's a recipe for that relationship to be finished. Because there'll be change. Over time, your mindset may change. Your body definitely will change. Things around you may change. But even as you look at, look at the, the vows that are made when you're married, that factors in change, for better, for worse. It means at times there'll be things that are better, there'll be things that'll be worse. It says there's sickness and health. At times you'll be healthy, other times you'll be sick. So there's a change aspect that we have to ensure that we manage when it comes to our lives, not just if you're married, 
but generally speaking. So time and change, they are building blocks. These are building blocks for our lives. And again, going back to time, God has given each one of us 24 hours. And what you do in that time will determine what happens going forward. And I encourage you today to decide that you will become a professional manager of your time, but also a manager of the changes that come that God allows in your life. Conscious of time, so I want to be sure that I've finished as much as possible before I spend time praying. You know, going back to Miles Monroe, when he shared this word, he made some declarations that I want to share with you. And these were prophetic words that uh, he shared during the watch night service. And the interesting thing about the words that uh, he shared as I said, he gave this word in 2013. For many of you that know Mars Monroe, he died in 2014. So he gave these words not knowing that this was going to be his last year at the time. And I, want just, I just want to share a few of these things. So he mentioned that life is measured in seasons. Seasons that we know, winter, spring, summer, autumn. Right now, in this country, we're in winter. In Australia, I don't know what it's, it's summer in Australia. You guys enjoy it when you go back. But for us here, we're in winter. You know? And for many of us, maybe during 2023, you endured a winter-type season. Winter is normally cold, as it is outside now. So there may have been a time of coldness in terms of your work your business, your relationships, etc. The list goes on. But remember, and he said this, that a season is only a season, meaning that a season never stays the same. Winter will end. Spring will follow. And it's important that in, what, in the season that God has given to us that we do the things that God wants us to do. And I believe that for many of us here, that there's a spring coming for us. We've endured the winter, but there's a spring and there's a harvest which comes with the summer that follows spring. But all this talk I'm saying about planning, the key to us planning 2024 is to ensure that we are led by the Holy Spirit. I cannot emphasize that enough. You know, the last few weeks that I was sharing, I, I was uh, focusing on the title of tarrying, which is to pray involving the presence of God. And it's important that as we have entered 2024, that we are seeking God and tarrying, but asking the Holy Spirit to lead us into this year, to guide us into this year. You know, there's a, there's a scripture in, this, in the book of Psalms that said, man plans, but the Lord directs. 
You can make as many plans as you want to. But if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to direct you and guide you, the very plans that you're making can end up taking you somewhere that you don't want to be. You know, in the same sign, there's a scripture that says that there's a, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end leads to death. And that can happen if you do not plan being led by the Holy Spirit. So we're praying that as we surrender our lives into God's hands, that we remain inside God's will. Because one of the most dangerous places to be is outside of God's will. So let's make sure that we are engaged in God's will in all that we are doing. So very quickly, just some other words that he shared with regards to if I know. So he made mention at the time, as I said, it was 2013. And he spoke about the word 13 and what it emphasized. But then I looked at the word, uh, the number 24. Uh, and in different languages, there's some significant things that 24 represents um, that I'll quickly say. So in the Hebrew language, um, the number 24 interestingly enough, is associated with, it says, with judgment, with severity, and with unity. And as you know, as a church, you know, we're going through some different changes. And there have been challenges when it comes to unity. You know, so where 24 refers to judgment and severity, if I'm honest, when I prayed, I had no idea what exactly, um, you know, the Lord was, was talking about in terms of judgment, maybe for us in the year. But I believe that as we, as children of God, are deliberate to remain united, working as one to advance God's kingdom, that we will be on the right side of God's judgment. That when God judges us, because that's, that's part of God's uh, makeup, he's a judge. But as we're in God's will, God will judge us in the right way. He will judge us accordingly. Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you plan to do, and your plans will succeed. And I pray that each one of us will be deliberate to commit all of our plans to God into God's hands. And the Bible says that as we do so, that every plan that we have presented to him, that it will succeed. Then he mentioned some other interesting things, and it's in line with some of the things I said about some of the ages of people when you stood up. He said this, he said that God was going to interfere with people's lives in a way that will go against the grain. He said he was going to interrupt the normal conditions and bring changes that he wants in your life. And I believe that that is the case for many of us here, that God is going to interfere with your life in a unique way. And that he will bring changes that he wants to see in your life. And also to the nation, this nation, and whatever nation um, that the Lord may send some of us to. He said that he would change people's lives who didn't even know that they were going to be changed. And the interesting thing, as I said to you, was that when he made these declarations, talking about this one, about changing people's lives 
in a way that they didn't even know they were going to be changed. He had no idea that that was going to be his last year. And his own children were there listening to this word, not knowing that they were going to, um, you know, that both their parents were going to pass away because himself and his wife and his leadership team um, tragically died in in an airplane accident. He also said, he said that God is going to bring change that will knock people off their horses. And they will have a transformation. And as a result, they will call upon the name of the Lord. And the Lord will speak to them. He said that it would not be a normal year. And I believe it's the same for 2024. That this will not be a normal year. That God is going to do things that are unusual this year. He said he will put himself, that God will put himself in the middle of your situations and will change things that no one thought could be changed. Then he added to say, he said, plan your year in detail and account for every single day. And he made a point of this. It's interesting that when the Bible speaks about the future, he speaks about God making provision. If you notice, the Bible talks about that he gives you, the Bible says that, um, give us today our daily bread. Speaking of the Lord's prayer. Our daily bread. The Lord does things by days. If you notice. The children of Israel, when they were, uh, you know, struggling at the time. When they were due to go into the promised land. God told them that every day he will provide for them. He wasn't talking about on a week, weekly basis or a monthly basis or year, year to year. He spoke about on a day to day. And I believe that God is saying the same for us. That we have to account every single day that we commit it into God's hands. And that God will favor and provide every day as we believe him on a day to day basis. So we said to constantly bring your prayers daily before the Lord and to spend time with him. Psalm 102 verse 27 said, but you are always the same. You live forever. So in the midst of all I'm talking about, about time and change, remember the important thing that God never changes. Things around us will change. But God is the only constant. He remains the same. His faithfulness is the same. His goodness remains the same. His protection remains the same. His grace remains the same. So things around you may change. But as you look into God's word and you see the great things that God has done, how he protects us, how he keeps us, that will never change. So my prayer is that we hold on to these things. So I want to read this scripture and I want us to pray. Read this Psalm 119. I'm going to read from uh, verse 145 to 149. It says this. It says, I pray with all my heart. Answer me, Lord. I obey your decrees. I cry out to you, rescue me, that I may obey your laws. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help 
and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise. In your faithful love, O Lord, hear my cry. Let me be revived by following your regulations. And Father, as we echo this prayer that was prayed by your son, David, we're asking our God that, Lord, that you will help us to pray with our heart and that you will answer us. Father, we commit ourselves before you this year. And we say, Lord, everything you have in store, everything, oh God, that you want us to achieve, Father, we pray that you will give us the wisdom, that you will lead us by your spirit to help us to manage the time you've given to us. Give us the wisdom, oh God, to manage whatever change that, that we may face this year. We pray for your guidance. We pray for your divine direction, that you will help us, that our hope would be in you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, O God, that, Lord, that you favor us. So, Lord, have your way. In the name of Jesus.